morning and welcome to this 16th day of December 2021. This is Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion podcast. And yes, you never know what my intro will be. You know, I don't want you to get bored out there. So we change it up every once in a while. I think this one was fitting for today. I don't know if we'll ever get to the lyrics. We ain't going to worry about it. Excuse me. Little frog in the throat today. Don't worry. It's not COVID. It's just old age. But uh, we'll, we'll persevere as we get rolling here. I've got a mostly opinion run show for you today because I'm, I'm in a mood. I don't like that. I really don't. I like to come here with a, a an open heart and the ability to be, uh, shall we say, open and honest. And uh, I, I'm trying to be that. Because, folks, I'm telling you right now, we live in a delusional world. And it's getting more and more delusional as we go along. We change definitions of words. You know. Eminence front. It's a put on. It's a put on. We have so much to be grateful for as Americans in our in this wonderful nation that we live in <clears throat> but yet we have a certain class of people who are slowly well they were slowly I'd have to say now they've picked up their pace quite a bit uh, the Bible tells us that Satan is cast down to the earth he knows his time is short so he goes insane that's uh, a paraphrase of the book of Revelation, about chapter 12-ish, maybe 14. But anyway, you get the picture. You, you cannot be doubtful. For those of us who are not inside the mass psychosis of the mass media, the uh, uh, nim, nimrods that run our government, Tucker Carlson said something the other day that is so tr- telling and so true. Our government is run by the oldest people on the planet. As far, well, they're not the oldest on the planet, but the oldest ruling class. You know, Biden's like 78, 79. Pelosi's 81. Uh, Schumer's getting up there. I don't, I'm not going to throw his age out there, but he's, in his, he's in, rolling through his 70s if he's not 80. These people need to step down. They, they need to do it for the good of the country, but they have so much to lose monetarily, and they love the power. You know, there comes a time when a man 
And I'm, t- I'm speaking to men when you know you're past your shelf life, where you've, you've gone from being uh, effective in whatever position you may hold, whether it be political or working at the grocery store. I don't care where you're at. You've, you, when you become a detriment, when, it, when it's all about your ego, when it's all about that, you know, look, a sane man, and none of us like it. I'm 60. I can't do what I did when I was 40. Some things I do better, and it is called thinking, speaking, singing even. I can sing better than I could when I was 40. But I'm going to tell you right now, you know, God will give you if you allow him, and most, most, most don't. I'll tell you right now, I don't care if they're pastors in the pulpit or politicians behind a bully pulpit. They don't listen to what God's telling them. And sometimes, you know, we have to use their terminology on the outside the Christian realm of nature is telling you something. It's time to quit. It's time to retire and go enjoy life. You know, be like the Clintons. Well, she hasn't retired yet. But, you know, go off and and bilk the people if they want to pay. You know, I have no problem. You know, Bill Clinton gets a half a million dollars to make a speech. It's money laundering. We know that in the long run. It's just money laundering. But, you know... They're going to do it anyway. If people are willing to pelt his pockets with all this money, then let them. I don't care. I'm not doing it. You're not going to. My listeners aren't going to do it. You're not going to pay 5000 bucks to go listen to a, a, a doofus that can barely speak anymore. You know what I'm saying? You know, and then talk about climate change. Gay rights, transgender identity politics. I would really like to know what the true number in this nation of true transgenders are. And I, you know, I'm using their term, it, and we're going to touch on that in a minute. Is it one or two percent of the population that is uh, tried to change their outward appearance to become something else, a man to a woman, a woman to a man. You know, what difference is it when you dress it up like that than the guy who uh, has scales put into his skin and gills and little knots all over the place and calls himself a lizard? I remember the old movie from the 60s, and it scared me to death. You know, I watched the, the Gill Man. He comes out of the ocean. And he's he's all you know. He's a big Gill Man. You know, they call him the Gill Man or the creature from the Black Lagoon. He comes out of the ocean, and everybody's running. And there's this little kid. He was at the time when I was watching. I was probably ten or twelve, and the little kid was probably six. So you know, I'm identifying with this little kid who falls down in the gill meter, and he's scooting behind. And his dad finally scoops him up and takes him away. It scared me to death to think, man, if that was me, you know, what would happen? You know, would he ate me or what? Who knows? I don't know what the gill man would do with you. 
But you know what? What? What's the difference if you want to go and change your entire body structure to say, "Well, now I'm Satan, or I'm a devil, or or something of that"? Because there are people who have done it. They had horns implanted in their in their skull, and they've had fangs, and they call themselves vampires and bats and everything else, or angels, or what they perceive to be. You know, these people. What's the difference? I mean, they've changed their outside appearance to be something else. They can say, now I'm not human. I am now the alligator man. Or uh, maybe they wanted to be a grizzly bear, and they, you know, packed on some pounds and, and some, I don't know how you'd get all that hair, but, you know, I'm sure there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a, a will and a money uh, a chance to make money, There's a scientist who will figure out how to do it. Now, they can't grow hair on my head. Of course, I don't really try that hard. I've come to accept that hair does not grow on top of my head anymore. I'm not going to cover it with a pelt, and I'm not going to push myself with Rogaine's and whatever else there is out there. I just don't care anymore. Accept yourself as you are is what I'm saying. You know, don't try to become something else and then claim it. Don't go past your shelf life where you're actually doing more harm than good. And I don't care what position you are. You know, uh, a truck driver, you, do, do you really want 80-year-old truck drivers on the road driving the big rigs because they just can't give it up? It's not that they need money. It's, I just can't give it up. I love to drive my truck. You know, hauling 50,000, 60,000 pounds down the street and then have a stroke or a heart attack. And that could happen to a 60-year-old, too. I mean, there's a lot of those guys aren't in very good shape to begin with. I'm not picking on truck drivers. How about uh, anything that, that involves a certain level of competence to do it? And we all slip a little bit as we get older. You know, our memory fades a little bit. Now, you know, if you if you keep your mind sharp and you ask God to help you keep it sharp, but you no, know, most guys are just worried about, you know, their next day and their next loaf of bread. Or be able to face these issues in life as they pop up with grace. You know, we are predominantly a Christian based show here. I do give you my opinions on things. But I try to keep those biblically based, or at least godly based. I don't want to go way off the reservation. We tell you the news, and there's people that have, t- have told me they uh, they appreciate that because they don't have time or they don't want to watch hours and hours of news programs and videos about vaccine mandates and everything else. And we try to encapsulate that quickly. I'll bring you a few, some clips here and there from noted doctors i've had a couple that we've had the opportunity and the pleasure to interview but the thing of it is is you know we're waltzing into a world that none of us at at, you know have ever thought what could exist in a a country you know if you want to be insular here in the united states and we never thought would exist because we've sold our souls practically for uh, entertainment 
we've, uh, you know, I'm not saying all of us, trust me. I'm just saying as a nation entertainment and, and we've, we've given up on, you know, critical thinking. We just go along with, to get along. Well, you don't want to, you don't want to go against the crowd. You don't want to stand against the squad. What a pack of loony women, two of them Muslims that we've allowed into our, the, into our Congress. Now, even Israel, I believe, has some Muslims, some Palestinians or whatever, that serve in their Knesset. And, you know, God bless them. You know, if you, if you want to be one of those, that's fine. I, you know, Islamic, whatever, you know, there's always a chance for you to get redeemed. But when they come in and they try to change things into what Yemen might look like, well, why don't you just go back there? I mean, come on now. We've prospered here because God's allowed us to. It's not all by the hands of man. And, you know, I, I hear people that talk about the old days, you know, oh, I remember when, you know, things were a whole lot better in this place back in the old days, you know. And you know what? Those days are done. Now they are in the ash heap of history. You either rebuild or you watch the rest of what's left crumble. I'm a little loud. I'm sorry. Trying to watch my levels here. Let's just go ahead and go through some things that I've notes that I scribbled real quick. My opinions. These are the opinions of me. But I do believe they follow along in a godly tenet. A he can never truly be a she or vice versa. Again, you can change what's on the outside. Just like, you know, I can take off a suit and put on pajamas. Haven't really changed me, just changed my clothing. One, I'm set for church. The other one, I'm set for lounging in the house. So, you know, and it doesn't change me. I've only changed the outside appearance. Everything on the inside is still the same. A college education may give you access to positions. This is a big one with me. Those of you that know me know my position on this, and you will either agree or disagree but, you know, a college education may gain you access to positions, but it does not, I make that emphatically, not automatically make you qualified. There are a lot of people that like to say, point to the wall and say, there's my degree. Are you going to argue with me? And if you're wrong, you darn right I will. Although argument to me anymore is something I don't do a lot of. I'll dialogue with you. I'll discuss, and usually that ends up being an argument. One of us has to disengage and walk away because you, you, you never win when you get two strong-headed people going at it. One of them's going to just give up and walk away or it turns into a fist fight. But, you know, you, you may think that piece of paper from some college somewhere, I don't care if it's Harvard qualifies you now there are certain things it does you know and we'll touch that in a second you know um 
if you feel you're something you're not, you're probably delusional. Specifically, in the question of gender. I am a man, period. (laughs) That's it. Uh, Women should be able to say, I know I'm a woman. I have all the attributes of a woman. I have all the parts a man does too. You can't change. It's it's you, you don't get to say today I am. Uh you know, you can't be like this kid that's uh wrecking girls in swimming at UPenn. How is that? He's he he looks like a long haired boy, period. Oh yeah, maybe he got a perm or whatever, but he's a long haired boy. I'm not against long haired men. I don't care. You know, down to your neck, navel, rear end. I don't I don't bother me. I don't care. You're the one that's got to wash it and comb it. But this is a long-haired boy that says he's a girl because he took some hormones, jumps in the pool, and trashes women's sports in that sport, swimming, forever. Unless somehow along the line we grow a conscience and stop it. You know, what will cause that is all you girls just quit the team. And I know that there's a lot riding on that. You know, you have your scholarships perhaps hooked up to that and that kind of thing. But you know what? You're being used. You're being abused, really. We're against that kind of thing. We're against the abuse of people whether they be men or women, but, you know, as a man specifically against women, I file, I find abuse of women reprehensible. I can't stand it. Whether you're an abusive husband or a tyrant boss or whatever that thinks you can get away with it because you're a big, strong man. This is the same thing. We've got a idiot party out there that has latched onto these gender identity things called the Democrats, or shall we just say socialists, and they're trying to wreck everything. And in the process, the people who they say they stand up for women's rights and all that, they trash them. Women's sports will never be the same when biological males are running, throwing the lacrosse ball, whatever it is they're doing. It'll never be the same, and it will be ruined. All those years of women's sports, soccer, I'm sure it's going to happen. Now, you know, in soccer, there's a lot of stuff going on there with the women anyway, the United States team that has turned me against watching soccer at all anymore. One of my favorite sports, gone. You know, just take it all away because politics has to get involved. I won't eat at Subway, by the way, anymore. Because they decided to be woke and picked up Megan Rapino, the purple-haired lesbian, to be their their anti-American spokesperson. So guess what, Jared? I'm done with you. I know he's not the boss, but he's with he was a face of Subway for years. Oh my goodness! But you know, if that kid. Long-haired boy says, I'm a girl. I have all the other parts of a man, but I took some hormones. Hey, guess what? I read some John Grisham books when I was younger. 
I liked them. They were interesting books. A lot of little bit of liberalism in there too, but you know, uh, and and you know, he wasn't overly, but it was they made it interesting. It made lawyer books interesting. So I read some John Grisham books. Hey, I'm a lawyer. Or hey, well, even better yet, maybe I I watched the uh, Born series. You know of uh, uh, Robert Ludlum, you know who wrote the Jason Bourne series of books i read those now i'm a super spy i want to be or better yet hey i've watched batman forever i'm batman see that's how it is that's your identity you can call it you can be what you want but in reality you can't even come close mostly because a lot of that's fiction and a lot of this is fiction. It's not even good science fiction. It's just fiction. Hey, watch. I, me and the wife watch, you know, Chicago Med. I used to, I used to sit through grueling hours of ER. I'm not, I'm a doctor. I have, I know I can say the words. I can put on a white lab coat, walk around the stethoscope around my neck and say, wear a mask. Who can't? I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctor. I'm Batman. These are all lies, folks. These are all perpetrated on lies. These are all set together as lies. They aren't true. Whatever's not true is very simple to determine. It's a lie. There's, there's no in-between. You know, yeah, we tell the wife a white lie, you know, because you don't want to tell her what you bought her for Christmas or your, her birthday, and she's going to hound you. What'd you get? Well, you know, I'm not, well, you know, maybe I got you this. You know, yeah, maybe I got you a new Jeep or whatever. No, and you didn't. Repent. But, you know, there's no harm done there. Now, I'm not advocating any kind of lying, just so you know. Or thievery, or any other of the many sins that Paul writes in almost every epistle that he wrote. You should not be doing these things. Do not be deceived. No adulterer, liar, uh, fornicator, on and on the list goes. Thief, on and on the list goes, shall enter the kingdom of God. Jesus reiterates that in the revelation as well. If they say it, it should resonate. See, people get this idea that, you know, once saved, always saved says I can do whatever I want and I can't be held accountable for it because I'm under the blood of Christ. You're not under the blood of Christ to fornicate or lie or adulterate, but you won't hear that kind of thing in your in your typical pulpit you'll hear how great the preacher is and most of them are hacks i got off my list okay back to it the system that is being presented to us through this political mayhem is nothing but built on lies they want to squash the truth from all sides get rid of it what is the truth? You know, that's what Pilate asked Jesus. 
when Jesus says, I only bring the truth. What, what is truth? He had no idea what truth is. It's like Pharaoh who said to Moses, I think it's around Exodus 4, who is the Lord that I should listen to him? They want to change definitions of words to fix their, to, to fit, I'm sorry, to fit their narrative. Vaccine is not vaccine anymore. You used to get you got a smallpox vaccine, all these different measles vaccines and whatnot that they give to keep you polio, polio, big one, polio vaccine, so that you won't contract the disease. And they worked for the most part. I'd have to say polio worked. It's been eradicated for the most part. You'll hardly ever hear of anyone having polio. And I'm saying they don't. I'm just saying in this country or smallpox, although watch out, it might be coming back. But now we are taking what they call vaccines and then have to continually take them probably for the rest of infinity, (laughs) at least on this planet, because they don't work. People are still con- contracting, contacting, get, uh, getting the biological weapon that was unleashed upon us that we call COVID-19. I call it the coronavirus. And you know what? We've been having coronaviruses for as long as we can remember called the common cold. It's a coronavirus. I'm, I'll keep saying that till it sinks in. The, the influenza has got some coronavirus attributes to it. You know, there's a lot of different coronaviruses, but now there's only one that we're worried about, the one that has a less than 1% chance of killing you, but we need a shot for it. Where, you know, the flu takes out quite a few people. They have a shot for it too, but it, it, why don't they just say the flu is not a vaccine. It's a shot, a yearly shot. I have a friend who wishes he'd have never taken the first flu shot. I won't go into any detail. I'll just say, at this point in time, he's radically fighting for his life. Or at least the life that he once had. Because he he trusted doctors to say, the flu shot's good, you need to have it. At your age, you better watch out. You better not cry. It's almost Christmas but see that's their that's their narrative that's what they want you to get is they want you to do what they tell you to do without question you better question everything except the bible if you question that it's because maybe you don't understand ask god for understanding and wisdom uh psalm 90 tells us as well as many other places. I just did a little uh, Bible study on that last night that uh, count teach us to count our days and search for wisdom. It's around verse 10. These people are bullies, by the way. You know, you always had the bully on the schoolyard. Guy that thought he was tougher than everybody else. He put up a good, you know, he watched the little rascals or uh, the, the upcoming very soon, the Christmas story that's on every year and runs all day Christmas. And there's the bully that always picks on Ralphie 
or the bully that picked on the rascals. There's always a bully somewhere until the little guy tires of being hit with the snowball or having someone snatch his hat and run with it or walk up and just punch him for fun. There's that one day when he, the little guy has had just enough and whomps his butt in front of everybody. He, you know, is your hero, the little guy. Little guy often is. Now, I'm not advocating any violence. I'm just telling you, that's, that's where we're at. Is we need to realize these people are bullying you into a lot of stupid things that make no sense. They have no scientific or theological bearing. Bullies always get theirs in the end. Usually the recipients are too scared. You know, if you say the same, if, I'm sorry, if you say the against them on Facebook, Twitter, Insta, you get banned. Ban me all over the place. If they ever, if Facebook, which I actually still post this podcast on, they don't listen to it. They don't listen to it. Or they'd have had me off a long time ago because I'm dead set against them. Uh, you say, oh, well, Tom, you're two-faced. You're using them. No, I still have friends I can't seem to squirrel away from Facebook and over to MeWe or, or Getter or something else because, you know, family's all there and that's where they share pictures and whatnot. And people know the platform. They understand it. I understand. So I use it against them. Not the people, not my friends. I use it against Facebook. I give you a chance to be able to pull up the, the other side that Facebook usually won't allow because they're bullies. They have all the power. They have more power than our government does, and our government probably knows that. But you know what? When that little guy does stand up, he always wins one way or the other. People respect him, even if the bully hands him one. At least you stood up. You showed them they're not going to push you around anymore. And oftentimes that's what stops the bully is when you push back on them. And we are at that point, I believe, where we need to take a stand. We need to take a serious stand and a, and a lawful one. Again, I'm not saying, you know, pack up the guns and head for D.C. That's not never going to happen at this from this microphone. I don't advocate you to hurt anyone. Everyone out there has the ability or the opportunity to become a child of God, to change their stripes, as they say, from worldly to godly. All they have to do is accept Christ as Lord and personal Savior and understand the washing of the blood. Now, I will say this. The Bible has a multitude of different sections that contain what I, what I like to call battle language. And it's time we kind of studied that and used the tools that we have at our disposal. Battle language. Ephesians 6 always comes out, right? That's where you put on 
the armor so that you can go to battle. You even have your offensive weapon, which is the sword of the Lord. But, you know, there's other places that Paul reiterates battle language. You know, there's it's 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 just so much you know i i should put together a package on that paul and christ's battle language jesus said go and buy a sword you know because you will need to defend yourself probably a man who does not take care of his family is worse than an infidel A preacher has certain things that he should encompass in his walk with God or in his DNA, as it will be. If you desire the office of a bishop or preacher, a man desireth that, he has desired a good work. We're in 1 Timothy chapter 3. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, giving to hospitality, apt to teach. Boom! Now, not saying you get to pick one of those. It's like the fruit of the Spirit. It's not fruits. It's fruit. Nine of them that that in your life, as a Christian, you should try to exude. We're not doing that right now. But a bishop must be blameless, the husband of one wife. Now, I I take that very simply that you can't have two wives. You shouldn't be divorced. Now, some there's a lot of argumentation on this one. But, you know, definitely the first one, you, you don't have a, a harem of women. You've got one. You've got one wife. Now, should your wife pass and you marry again, that would be your second wife. But that doesn't really mean, you know, you you have fulfilled everything you could to the first one. You didn't throw her out. You get the idea. Husband of one wife, vigilant. I'm sorry, (laughs) goodness gracious. Vigilant. Vigilant. Sober of good behavior given to hospitality, not to teach, or apt to teach. Now listen to me. I may not get past this verse because I don't want to keep you all day, right? Even though some of you say, go longer, Tom. We like it. I'm kidding. Let's just break it down. Vigilant. Vigilant. What's that mean? What's that mean? You need to know what's going on around you. Not just in your church, preacher, not just in your home, although that is a big part. It says later, you know, that man should be able to control his household. But you need to know what's happening in the world. Paul said, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, be as wise as, or no, it was Jesus, sorry. Jesus said, you're to be as wise as serpents 
and as gentle as doves. The serpent knows what's going on around him. Right? That's what we're, we're not called to be ignorant to the wiles of the devil. I know people who tell me all the time, oh, fix your mind on these things from Philippians 3, Philippians 4. And they go through the whole, you know, they have it all memorized. That's, that's how I live. I'm just, you know, living ignorant. It never says, he says over and over again, I wish you not to be ignorant, brethren, Paul says in Thessalonians, Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. And in other places, very plainly. And it's a, Jesus says, take heed that no man deceive you. Don't be ignorant. You better be willing and ready to know that man in his fallen sinful state is out to deceive you. I don't care who he is or what position he holds. Whatever benefits him at some point, when it comes to rubber meeting the road, as they say, and they, they don't have an answer. So they just say, look, I'm, the, I'm this, I'm the boss. In this case, the preacher, the deacon, the bishop, pastor. I studied for this. You didn't. You don't know what that, what you, and I use this in scare quotes, layman knows. I'm going to tell you right now, I know people sitting in pews that are ignorant (laughs) of the Bible. They don't read it enough. They don't study it enough. They don't get involved in it enough. And I also know people who are diligent in their perusing of Scripture and trying to understand it, not just reading it and, and, and being able to memorize, power, maybe even sometimes large portions. But they know what God's saying, and they apply it to their lives. And they do it better than some of the people who sit or stand in front of them on a Sunday morning. Because these guys, again, what's it say? Vigilant. Be aware of what's happening around you. Yeah, if you got to watch a little bit of news and know it and bring it forward in a coherent manner, do so. Don't have to preach on it. Just say, hey, look, we have to be able to see this world as it is around us. We can't just go around buttercups and lollipops saying everything's fine. Might as well put your sheet on you, your white sheet, your white cloak or whatever, and go sit on top of the hill and wait. That's what Jesus said. He said to go out and do the work. Abide in it until I come. Oh, yeah, he's shook up today, isn't he? Sober is the next one. Sober doesn't just mean you ain't drinking. Sober-minded. Now, you know, there's a lot of things today that people can get involved in that take away from their sobriety. You know, not just drinking. It could be pills. It could be a mental disorder that has taken your sobriety away from your ability to parse things. Your, your, your filter has been ripped out of your brain. 
So you just say what's in your head. Some things that are in your head and my head need to stay there and let the Holy Spirit throw them out. Uh, however he does it, you know, take a shovel and throw it out through your ear. My dad used to say there ain't nothing between your ears, so it makes it easy. But, you know, I, 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 I'm using a little bit of humor just to, to catch you there. But let, let God get those things out of your head that you shouldn't let come out your mouth. You're doing yourself no good. You ruin your own reputation when you vocalize things that have no need of vocalization. You hurt someone else's reputation, not only in their own eyes if they're not strong enough, but you can tear somebody down to the point where they feel like they're worthless. Just to make yourself feel good. And that's not a preacher's job. Be sober. Be a bit, you need to be able when somebody comes to you with a problem, not because you sat in a, a hack psychology course for a couple hours but because you truly know the psychology of god through the books of proverbs and ecclesiastes those are where we go and we can learn an awful lot about psychiatry and psychology from god's perspective Be of good behavior, given to hospitality. Just be of good behavior, period. You know, in your community, people should say, hey, there goes so-and-so. I really like him. He's a good guy. I've heard him preach. We're talking preachers here, right? That's what Timothy's being taught by Paul. How to act in that stead. Hey, there goes the preacher from that church you know i've been to that church and he's he is pretty good and every time i see him he smiles and shakes my hand ask me if there's anything he can do for me and i don't hardly ever go to church i'm i'm just giving you an example of what the common man on the street he may be an unsaved man but when you go at him full force with this you know contend for the faith but that doesn't mean be contentious Jesus said, contend for the faith, or actually it was Jude, under the inspiration. Contend for the faith. You know, if, if somebody tries to trash the faith that we have in Christ, then we have, the, we have the right to stand up. That's battle language as well. Contend, defend. Don't just roll over and say, well, yeah, I kind of see your part. You know. No, I don't see your side. I never will. You don't get to do what you want. Given to hospitality. Just like I say, those kind of roll together. Be a good guy. Be a good guy in your community. You know, there's guys I know that just go around, well, you know, people hear me, they see me, and they just fawn all over me. Uh, But there's a lot of people that, that if you go knock on their door, they'd be like, you better get off my porch. I don't want to hear nothing from you. And that's sad. Well, they'll come around when they need something. Not necessarily. They may just go right to the world for everything they need. The church should be there to help people, not not to be used as a doormat, but to help people. You know, soup kitchen, whatever. You know, there, I know 
churches that have done that. And there's guys that'll say, oh, you know, we, we ain't doing that. We're not going down that route because people just use you. Well, you know what? People are always going to use you one way or the other. But if you can benefit them, they will remember the benefit that they got. Sooner or later, God's going to work on them. Apt to teach. That's the last last bit of uh, verse 2. You know, I've been put down because I teach. You Everything you say goes right over everybody's head. No, it doesn't, because I have people that tell me it doesn't. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they do. I'm not doing that to uh, build myself up. The only way I got to the point where I'm at, and I have a long way to go even, but where I got to where I'm at is I had people that I trusted teach me. Some of those are gone. Luckily, uh, fortunately, in this day and age, technology, which has its disadvantages, had a great advantage in things like YouTube and uh, iTunes and stuff like that, that we, we, we have their podcast, we have their, their, their YouTube videos, their whatever, Rumble. I'd rather it be on Rumble. But, you know, back in the day, that was where we, we, we went, was we went to YouTube because it was the available platform. It's still the biggest one out there, like 100 million subscribers or whatever. But they're still there. I download things, folks, and I'm going to tell you something. If you can, if you can do it, if you can buy another hard drive for your computer, I encourage you to do whatever you can. Find who you want to teach or preach that you like. You know, vet them pretty harshly with God's word, and then download their sermons. There, there's programs you can buy, and 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 download on your computer that allow you to take the audio at least from those, which, you know, significantly lowers the amount of space on the hard drive you're using up. Download them. So you have them because there may be a day where they scrub all that stuff. That Christian stuff's got to go. We can't have it. Find teachers, folks. We don't get teachers just so we can know more stuff. We do it because we want to know God better. The more we know about the Lord Jesus Christ, the more we know about the Bible, the closer it pulls us to him. You know, if you don't use it, if you stay away from it, it the, the world will suck you right out, just like the old uh, adage of, you know, getting sucked out the airplane window when it breaks. Gone. And I'll tell you something right now. That's a sad place to be when you lose confidence and you lose track of who your God is. But once you have him seated deep, deeply in your heart, put him on the throne, as it says, of your heart. That's where he wants to be. He doesn't want to be there to be some tyrant to tell you you can't have fun. The thing about fun is sooner or later you find out it's not as much fun as you thought it was. It's kind of demeaning. It tears you down or makes you sick. Let me touch on something of my own. In a message, a Christian message, when you go to church, 
when you go to church, what's what's the message? Is it a bunch of fluff? Is it a bunch of stories and fluff? And you know, you, you hear some scripture, and then nothing. My idea, and I think believe if you look at what Paul says as well, and we'll we may go deeper on that because I always say that and I forget to do these things. But this is something near and dear to my heart, a Christian message. When you go to church on Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday, whatever it may be, the message should always point towards Christ. That's where salvation lies. That's where salvation is. It should point you towards Christ. It should be based on God's word. There's no other word to base it upon. If some people are so stuck on their King James Bible, but I'll tell you what, you can get saved through a new new American standard or a, or an NIV even if it's used properly. I'm not advocating them because that'll get me in all kinds of trouble with certain denominations out there. They'll shut me down. I'm just saying, you know, the words of God are here in this book. And that's what we should use to convey a Christian message. That message should edify. That means uplift, build up. Build up is a better word. Build up positively those that listen. You know, people get beat down all, 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 all week long. The world tears them apart. You know, they're in the workforce where they're being forced to do things maybe they don't want to do just to keep a, a, a loaf of bread and a cup of tea on the table. So they're taking a lot of hits, especially these days, taking a lot of hits. They need to be built back up and do it rightly with God's word. You know, these stories are fine if they fit. But I know people that will still, I've heard a guy the other day posted a thing on Facebook. He remembered a story that a preacher said years ago. It wasn't a bad story, but it's like, did he remember the verses of scripture? Did he remember the context of the, of what was in that message? Or it was just some quippy little thing that stuck with him. God bless him for that. We need to be able to, when we build these folks back up from the tear down of the week, is empower them to do kingdom work. That is our main focus out there, folks, is to be able to do God's work. To do the things that he's called us to do as Christians. We're each and every one called to do it. Whether they start a podcast, write a blog. Witness on the street. Those are the best ones, That one, especially that last one. Shaking hands and handing tracks. Maybe I should read you the little dude, or I'd play it even. It's even better to hear it from George Street, I think it was. He was a little guy that just throws track in people's hands, says, if you die today, where would you go? And then step back into a store. You know, he hit a lot of people, and he, and he changed a lot of lives, thousands, with a tract and a little, he, he, didn't, he wasn't an evangelist. Not in the true sense of it, but he surely did impact the world in the end. I'll have to dig that back up someday. And lastly, as far as this goes today, challenge people in your message 
to study God's word. The Bereans would listen to Paul. And then they would diligently go back and they would study the word to see if what Paul said was true. The things that Paul brought forth, he brought it forth using the Old Testament with what Christ revealed in the New Testament. The Old Testament they understood because they had the scrolls. They had the parchments and the papyruses for that. So they could go back and look at those and see if what Paul said was true. They were more noble for that, is what the Bible says. Anyway, December the 16th, 2021, Tom Richardson with the Removing Confusion podcast. For now, signing off and saying till next time, goodbye.